Warning. This is the most important podcast of our lifetime. Hello, everyone. <laughs> what is Hapatarian? So what is, what is Hapa? So when you put together Hapatarians, what, what is that? You know the thing. They're here, to, <laughs> they're here to awkward it up for you guys. Which is a very interesting and beautiful mix of humanity. Anyone has a podcast. You're an extremist. Shut up. All right, let's, let's get to it. Hey, what's happening? And welcome to the Hopitarian Show, the only podcast that knows AI is two letters and means artificial intelligence. Please don't forget to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and in the comments, tell us how much you love the Hapa Ethnostate. Our guest today is returning to the show and giving Scott Horton a run for his money for most guest appearances on this show. It's the host of It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. It's Alan Mosley. How are you doing, sir? How many times has Scott been on? Uh, I'm thinking four or five, yeah. seven, 28 times, somewhere in there. If he's been on four or five times, then you have like 50 hours of Scott Horton content then. <laughs> That's, That's true. What you're yeah. That yeah. is true. Uh, yeah. each, each of those podcasts were like three hours long. Mm-hmm. You just didn't realize that there was that much to know about war. Oh my gosh. Every time we have him on, I'm like, my brain's going to explode. I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That is just so much knowledge, like knowledge overload. You're just like, holy crap. How do you keep all this information inside your brain? It's crazy. I'd like see, I'd like to think that in an alternate universe, all of that knowledge about all these foreign entanglements means uh, he would be like a Napoleon character. Scott would be just an amazing general that would just take over Europe. Just give him some Dr. Pepper and he's good to go, right? Mm-hmm. And weed, but yeah, Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah, that. weed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, how how are you doing, Alan? What's what's the latest in the goings on over at the It's Too Late? Uh, good. I mean, I'm I'm worn out this week. It's been very hot and humid here, which is as tradition in this part of the country. Uh, we had a awesome show this week where we've almost funded the Taco Bell tier list. So uh, let let the audience know that we're, I think we're only about a, a hundred hundred and fifty dollars away from funding the Taco Bell tier list, which is Dave and I are going to order every item off the base menu and do a tier list ranking the items where we live taste test everything. Uh, and Dave, because waste not, want not, he says, well, we can't just take a nibble and taste them. We have to actually consume every item entirely. So we're going to eat one of everything on Taco Bell's base menu and then tell you where we rank it because that's the type of hard-hitting intellectual action that happens on it's too late and you're wait you're gonna do that in one sitting yes correct good luck with that mm -hmm. good luck. no they were planning on like eating like a few and then putting no, the rest they, in the freezer and then said coming that back they were gonna eat the whole thing not yeah. just a bite yeah every that's right oh man yeah, yeah that's like your that's your meal for the day much. Yeah, you certainly could say that. Sure. Yeah, I probably I'll probably skip breakfast and lunch if that's what you mean. You know yeah. what the worst part is? Is we decided that it's probably going to take a while, and so we can't edit that down for the Wednesday night show. So we'll probably do it as like a Monday night community stream. Mm -hmm. And then it dawned on me, wow, we're going to do this on a Monday night, and then I have to live with that for the rest of the work week. That's some good planning over there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. I mean, that's like, like, so the top, the Taco Bell thing, like, how did that even come about? Like, why did you decide Taco Bell? Why not Burger King or freaking Chick-fil-A? So we've, we've done some tier lists because that's just something the kids do on the interwebs. And, and yeah. we've, we've ranked different things over the last couple of years. But finally, we did, uh, we did a Halloween candy tier list. Mm. Uh, and then we had to redo it because the first time we did it, it was literally like two hours long. And we did it the second time. It was more like 40 minutes. Um, but then we finally decided, you know, if we're going to do tier lists that are about food or drink, we should actually have the stuff. Like we shouldn't be trying to do it from memory or, oh, have you ever had this? Oh, I don't remember having that. And the first one we did this past uh, Easter, we did a jelly bean tier list. And we actually had fans send us in like 12 or 12 or 14 different brands of jelly beans. And I had a set and Dave had a set. And we literally taste tested the jelly beans and ranked them. Hmm. And that actually went over pretty well. People were like hyped about that. 
And so that became the new normal is that we were trying to come up with more ideas. And it was if you come up with something crazy, like a taste test type thing, then you have to actually fund. We have to crowdfund the items themselves. Like we're not going to sit here and rank them just sitting here at a desk drinking water and trying to remember, you know, using our member berries. And someone someone in the audience said Taco Bell. Do a Taco Bell tier list. And it's like, okay, well, we're going to look it up, find out how much the menu is. Of course, we're not going to do like all the combos and stuff like that. It's just the actual individual items. Figure out how much money it is times two because Dave has to have a set. I have to have a set and then we'll do it. Uh, we almost have it funded. So I guess I guess it's become real. We're going to do it wow. now. And uh, everyone uh, just just as a quick side note, everyone keeps on saying, well, you need to tag Taco Bell. You know, you need to do at Taco Bell on Twitter because they need to like, you know, retweet it or be aware. Yeah. And sad to report, I'm pretty sure Taco Bell's not going to share anything from my Twitter because my my pin tweet calls everyone retarded and gay. <laughs> Maybe Wendy's. Maybe Wendy's would be more. I know. I'm. I. You know what? To be honest, I would be fine with a Wendy's tier list too. Yeah, especially with their social media being as uh, extravagant as they are. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's that is the thing I need. You'll you will be that 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 meme of. Um, I won't tell anybody if I'm if I become rich, but there'll be signs. My sign will be I'm going to have a social media person that I don't. Yeah. I don't ever log on to social media ever again. There's just a person who's on there. So if you if you message that person ever again, you're actually talking to you know Jane. You're not talking to me. Well, um, speaking of uh, social media and and being rich, mm -hmm. so this is a, a terrible segue. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, where are you going with this? Well, I wanted to talk about. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, like so recently people have been getting their payments i guess you could say from being on twitter mm -hmm. and these big names wow. and some people are complaining that they haven't gotten there hey i this has been uh been pending which i mean it's kind of weird that some people get can probably get their notification or what is it their um, um monetization yeah their monetization really quick and others is like i've been sitting here for a couple months what's going on i don't understand mm -hmm. why it's taking so long and so people have been showing off their Oh, I've been getting, I got uh, $10,000 from uh, Twitter. I was going to say Patreon. $10,000 from Twitter or like the crap. I think it was one of the Krasenstein. It was like, oh, I got the 30000 or whatever it was. It's like, holy crap. That's crazy. Um, so I wanted to share this article from, uh, I believe it's from the Washington Post. Everybody loves the Washington Post. And it's from our favorite journalist her favorite sad journalist taylor lorenz mm -hmm. uh the, the title is far-right twitter influencers first on elon musk's monetization scheme uh which is funny because i think andrew tate isn't far right i'm pretty sure he's not i'm about 82 percent sure he's not far right he's just a manosphere guy yeah which i mean really the, the manosphere red pill and being a gay man it's like really, really thin line. It's yeah. almost like the same exact thing in a way. Well, that that whole that whole thing is a total non-starter, though. Because what's far right? Like, because what they say is far right is is if you're if you're right, basically if you're Bill Clinton, if you're a Democrat, circa 1996, you're far right. You know, yeah. in the current lexicon. So uh, yeah, I, I usually just tune out when anyone even uses phrases like that because they of course they mean it to be oh these are Nazis, these are racists. You know, that's what they mean. That's what they mean when they say it without getting sued for defamation or whatever. But if you actually asked anyone to write down like define what that term means, they they couldn't tell you. So this article it says that Twitter announced that it would begin sharing ad revenue with content creators on its platform for the first time, but the offer won't apply to all creators. And I think when Elon, when the whole, the early stages of when he was going to buy it or when he did buy it, I think he did mention that I, I, he would like for people who do, uh, who are like content creators to get some kind of revenue from their tweets. And this is kind of like the first, like, here, here's the first bunch of it. And then after that, we're, if, if you want to continue doing this, you want to have your blue check mark and you get enough impressions of whatever it is, 
then you'll get paid for. So Alan, pick up mm-hmm. your impressions. You're gonna get some. Uh, you're gonna get some big moolah in your bank account. You know, there's there's probably a zero percent chance of doing that because I'm really really bad when it comes to social media. I'm really yeah. bad at marketing myself. If if I were any better, then I would have way more to show than I do now after six years of doing the show. Um, but with all that said, I will I will say I'm not monetized on Twitter, but I did get monetized on YouTube. And you want to know how Thanks. I did it? I streamed Monday Night Football. Oh. Yeah. Were you were you around for that? I don't remember if you saw that or not. We just streamed Monday Night Football for a while I and then got think, monetized on YouTube. I think I probably did uh, like watch it a little bit. What game was it? Do you remember? Oh, we I mean, we streamed like half the season. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We we did it multiple times before YouTube was like, hey, uh, listen, the NFL says they, they don't like that. But by then, the damage was done. We already had the Ooh. analytics. Nice. Yeah. So if you're hearing my voice, just do whatever you want. That's that's the ticket. So uh, a few of the far right influencers, influencers uh, that Miss Lorenz mentions is Ian Miles Chong, Benny Johnson Mm -hmm. and and Ashley St. Clair. I mean, is Ian Miles Chong far right? I don't even know. I don't know. I guess he's an Asian Nazi. I, I know what he is, though. Is he's a massive Elon Musk fan, at least now. We'll wait. What he's gonna? We'll wait. What he's like in three years. We'll see how that goes. Because maybe we we'll on to something different. Well, okay. Aren't the what's? I don't even know how to pronounce their name. The Krasenstein. Oh, the Krasensteins, Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They got a ton of money. Are they far right? Like that doesn't no. make any sense. They're far left, actually. So the Krasensteins were like hardcore progressives, and they they are one of the people that got yes. paid among yeah. the most for their in their impressions or whatever. So yeah, I mean, I mean the the article. I mean, who who knows? Like maybe there's a higher percentage of people who are quote on the right that were in the first wave of monetizations. I don't know, but they, of course they they're gonna paint it as if it was it's just that's who it is. Twitter is just completely taken over by you know right-wing extremists and that's totally not true like some of the biggest the the people that got some of the biggest payouts on day one were left-wing so an account called end wokeness showed a screenshot where they had gotten over ten thousand four hundred dollars and andrew tate he posted that he got paid over twenty thousand from twitter so does that mean if so if twitter is paying andrew tate which of course lorenz isn't uh shy to uh, mention that he's been that he was in jail for rape and human trafficking charges and uh, like i don't know how 100 that is or whatever i'm not gonna speculate on that but if that were true if all that was true then does that mean twitter is now like, are they pro-human trafficking now? Like, I don't really like, – how does that whole thing work if they're going to pay these people specifically it, for just the impressions or whatever well, it is? It just means they don't discriminate. They don't care what you post as long as it gets impressions, which is why somebody had this theory that if they're going to pay people for impressions, now either – there one or two things is going to happen. Either – one of my friends posted this on Twitter. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, so uh, either – Everyone is going to just say like batshit crazy things to get impressions and then everyone's going to feed into it and fall for all the bait and then make it like really, you know, viral, but everyone's going to be doing it. Or people will start ignoring people who post bait tweets like, uh, I don't know, for example, um, Pearl. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like almost all of her tweets are bait. Something like that. But like, yeah. If people knew that you're getting paid for that, then maybe they wouldn't engage. I I think, I mean, don't get me wrong. If if someone that I genuinely liked that I wanted to support and see do well, you know, just made a few bucks off of Twitter, then more power to them. But what I think is going to wind up happening is, is that if you, if you do value Twitter as a place where you can go and get valuable information and and then there's people i follow on twitter that that's kind of where i find them you know like that's yeah. where i go to see their headlines and what they're writing or what they're doing or whatever um what what i'm afraid is going to happen is people who are who have been paid for their content are now going to be less likely to say provocative things like if you're a meme page that doesn't have your name and likeness on it you know if you're in wokeness 
and you're just you're just that's that's bait in my opinion that's just right wing rage wait rage porn those people will keep on doing what they're doing and and possibly as you said just get more and more extreme for more and more clicks but if there's you know you know like if dave decamp from anywar.com can make a few bucks on twitter then that's great but if if there's a chance that him saying or doing something that goes against the narrative means he loses that money then he may think twice about posting things. And that would make me really sad because then I'd be like, well, no, no, wait a minute. You you got here. You got to where you are by being, you know, provocative and intelligent. Uh, it would be a shame if you didn't post edgy things because you were afraid of losing the money. So I, th I think that there's a little bit of a double-edged sword of suddenly being paid. Hmm. Yeah, it is an interesting point uh, because – like I was kind of saying before was that if all of this is just how many impressions your tweet gets and, and how much engagement it gets, then yeah, usually the most or the more provocative or the more thought provoking or, or any tweet that just even some like those tweets that get a lot of engagement are just like two cent, they're like one sentence. It's just, it's like a joke tweet or whatever. Just, eh, I feel you like know. those are like, that's gotta be like some type of thing that's already set up. I don't know. Like it, doesn't seem real like someone will be like isn't it relatable when you yeah know, like sit down in a chair and then i'll get like twenty thousand <laughs> in a chair yeah yeah <laughs> i see those tweets all the time in my for you page yeah the four year the, the four year the four you mm -hmm. thing i why is that the default i don't understand why that's the default yeah um, yeah i don't get it yeah. Well, and, and the other thing is, too, is a lot of people are basing a lot of their commentary on just the state of Twitter on Elon Musk. Yeah. So if they if they like Elon Musk and they think he can do no wrong and he's which, by the way, Elon Musk is a leftist. So all these right wingers who are always just so desperate to have a new hero who's going to fight the left. He is a leftist. Now, he may not be a hardcore progressive or like a culture warrior type leftist, but he is politically left. But what if he sells Twitter? Like, he's a businessman. Hmm. What if what if they announce tomorrow that he's like, well, you know, my job's done here. I'm going to turn this over to a team and he's no longer hands on. Or what if he just flat out says, well, I'm going to sell, you know, we're going to go public again. I know I said we wouldn't, but we are. And oh, by the way, I'm going to sell 51% of my shares to you know disney all mm. of this goes away the next day every single bit of it goes away the next day so I, I i caution people to not you know come come together with such like hardcore emotional opinions about just the state of social media when i mean if if you are happy with the direction twitter's going then that's great but it can it can go the other way just that fast i mean look at that threads nonsense over there they started threads and it's supposed to be something new and, and, and different and, you know, creative and explorative and all that. And it's literally like they literally, it's explicitly just basically a hive mind for corporate interests. I mean, they pretty much say that in their, in their FAQ is come here to hear what major corporations think. So well, Twitter could totally go there. Yeah. It's, I, I feel like threads could just become another uh, Mastodon or, or, uh, I guess minds or any, any other type of alternative to Twitter that I don't know. Like if you're talking about corporate stuff, it makes it sound like it's going to turn to LinkedIn or something. Oh yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it, I, I just see people seeing, I, I see people that are moving to threads and they go, you know, I don't like Twitter anymore. Go follow me over on a threads. How many people who, who are on Twitter are going to make a threads account mm -hmm. And they pretty much look almost identical, like the format. Mm -hmm. It looks like you're on Twitter, except the logo is different. Hmm. Yeah. And I I don't know. I just – I feel like it's like – it's a spur of the moment type of thing. People are going to move on to threads, and then a month later, people are going to – it's like when people are moving to Parlor Or Getter. Yeah, or Getter. Yeah. That was like the thing for a month. And then after that, nobody talks about those two platforms anymore. Nope. Nobody. Yeah. Well, even like, you know, even co competitors to Facebook, like uh, MeWe and Mines yeah. and uh, Float, and which Floats, I think MeWe and Mines are technically still around, but no one's on them and Float's already dead and gone. But mm -hmm. I mean, at the like, we can all sit here and hate 
Facebook and hate Mark Zuckerberg. But the fact of the matter is, is he came up with a good idea. And even though we may not like the direction that it went after a certain period of time, it's, it's, I mean, it's absolutely a behemoth. And I mean, and for like, for content people like us, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's just, I only have so much time and you know, if I, if I remember we tried like a few weeks where I was like, okay, guys, Facebook sucks. We all agree. So I'm not going to post to Facebook anymore. The show's not going to be on Facebook anymore. And you know what happened? Half the audience didn't watch the show. And then I started getting messages from people saying, Hey, did you quit? Did you quit doing the show? <laughs> from people who said they hate Facebook will message huh. me on Facebook to ask me why I quit the show, which I didn't. Of course, there was an episode every week. They just, so I mean you you can't fight it right like there's yeah. and at the and and I'm and I'm just not I'm not going to post to 21 different platforms I'm just not going to do it I'm sorry it's I'm we're I'm I already posted too many like the fact that we're on like Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and Twitch I think are like the four big ones like right. that's it we we've we've tried Odyssey you know I I want Odyssey to be good I do but it's not there. Uh, maybe it will be someday, but it's not there. And but I can't, you know, I can't do feeds and and spend hours and hours and hours uploading because you know I'm not, I'm not one of these super successful streamers who where like these like these gamers who when I'm done playing I just go to bed and my guy my my dude on Fiverr from India just edits all my clips and puts them on the platform. I don't have that. Yeah. I have to do everything. So no, we're on the platforms we're on. You know, whatever it is, what it is. So do you think that with all this uh, like different social media platforms, it's getting, it's getting really saturated. Cause I mean, there was a time when it was pretty much just MySpace and, mm -hmm. and, and like when Facebook was coming up, cause I remember when Twitter was the new thing and mm -hmm. there was a time where I was like, Twitter is Twitter sounds so dumb. Like, why would you go on yeah. Twitter to tweet 140 characters? That's it. Like what? Because mm -hmm. you know, on Facebook and especially MySpace, you can just write whatever you wanted on there. You can have freaking, uh, well, what, you can have your theme song on there. I was gonna say now on Twitter, you can write really long things if you have a blue check. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know. But some half the time, I don't want to click on the read more thing. Mm -hmm. To be honest, well, because I remember, because like you can look at my Twitter account. My Twitter account is tiny compared to most people's, but I actually made it back in like 2013 or or whatever year it was. I just didn't use it for years, and then I started using it. Uh, but even when I first made it, yeah, I was like, I load up Twitter. And I'm like, well, I don't. I have to actually know people and follow them and stuff. Otherwise, I'm just getting. Right promotions and advertisement and then even when i start to find people that i know or, su or suggestions are popping up because they they know where you live and they listen on your phone and they know everything about you so that now you're getting suggestions that are a little bit eerily too good if that makes sense uh so you start following people and then but then the next thing is is i i, I quit twitter for like six years because i was like i log on to twitter and i see joe bob who says i like apples and i'm like boy Thank God I know where Joe Bob stands on apples now. Yeah. I never, I never asked him. I was too embarrassed, and now I know. Thank God. And that that pretty much is a summation why I don't spend a lot of time on social media in general. Is the the people that I know and like and I care about what they think, I go and search them out. But just for the masses, you know, like whatever, like anything happens in the world, like you know, whatever. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl, and now. 40 people I know all have to make. Uh, don't remind their, me. Yeah, I know. Sorry. They all have to make their comment <laughs> about, about that. And I'm like, I, guys, I already know. I saw, I was actually watching the game. Thanks. I saw it. I don't yeah. need my whole, like millions of other people in the world. Yeah, exactly. It's, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm an old man. I don't know. I mean, I'm just an old cynical old man. And so when I see people, it's same thing on Facebook, I'll have a friend on Facebook and it'll be, I had ice cream today. It was good. And I think, thank God, I know that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna call them to make to ask them how good it was. Hmm. So any, anyway, anyway, long story short, follow me on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, this whole thing led down to that. <laughs> yeah. To promote your social media accounts. Um, I I will know 
we we will all know that we've made it as content creators when you reach the point where when you get on social media, all you have to post is here's the latest episode and maybe in the middle of the week, you know, my foot hurts. You guys suck. Here's my Patreon. And that's it. Those are your only four posts for like two months and you have a million subscribers. I know it can be done. I want to I want to reach the level of popularity where when when new content drops, everyone seeks it out i don't have to sit there and constantly i like i don't i don't need you guys don't want my stream of consciousness on twitter y'all don't want that i don't want that so let's just not do that jeez no no or, I, I can't really relate because i'm i have to tweet everything i think well not on my main account anymore but yeah 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 you're kind of one of those words that i just have to let it out right yeah but yeah but see i because i fall because i i follow you on twitter and 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 i think that you post some thoughtful stuff but see the mistake you make is actually giving a shit because then you get you have yeah. 50 trolls come in and say well how dare you like that the sky is blue you dumb bitch and it's like <laughs> exactly go ahead yeah, he's always like, just mute the tweet and don't look at it. And I'm like, I can't not look at it. I have to look at the well, comments. It was like, like what, he, what Alan was saying was, it reminded me of this tweet. Um, I think it was Brit, where she showed her charcuterie board, uh, tweets by Brit. Oh, right. Where she showed her like a charcuterie board. Mm -hmm. oh, and someone yeah. said something along the lines of, nobody wants to see your damn charcuterie board, you dumb bitch. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. the fuck? Wait, what? Yeah. Why would you put that on there? The the best thing in the world is seeing that random insult who says that on a tweet that has like 1.8 million likes. There'll there'll be the comment that says no one likes this you dumb whore. And you're like, right. I mean, we're looking at at real life data to the contrary. Yeah. Yeah. No, Nico will post I like being a mom and people will reply with moms are gay. What a fucking idiot. Who says that? You're like, I know, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Do you not have a mother? Jesus. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, when I uh when I posted that I gave birth like two years ago, then like a bunch of people made a subreddit um saying that I was gonna be boring now because I'm not gonna post about oh, politics. Oh yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. used to be all political and oh wow. We I guess they were kind of right though, because I don't really Yeah, you, you switched your you went from being political and I guess libertarian to now you're like, do I even consider myself libertarian? I don't think so. Like that's kind of where I'm at too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where like it's it's weird because before when people, yeah, I went through my libertarian phase. I feel like I've gone through that now. I've gone through my libertarian phase. Wow. How uh, dare you? I know. Mm -hmm. Well, wait. I know we, we need to segue into it into another thing, but I don't yeah. know how to do it. So just bring up the next topic. Well, we can just completely like, you know, derail the conversation because I did want to talk about this. And I mentioned this to you mm -hmm. before we started. Uh, and I think you'll know what I'm going go to do. Okay. It's the CDC. Oh, that. Okay. So yeah. this is from Post Millennial, but I actually wanted to go to the CDC website. But the headline here is CDC releases guidance for males who want to breastfeed infants. That's that's true. So, um, go to the website here, chest feed, chest feed, whichever. Mm -hmm. So here is, is it safe for a mother to breastfeed her infant? If she has silicone breast implants It's way up on the top, is that safe? Like, okay. Uh, you know, that's a decent question or whatever. Can a mother mm -hmm. breastfeed her after breast or nipple surgery? Surgery. Surgery. You know, like mastectomy. Well, we're still in the part of the article that involves the baby actually getting to drink milk. Yeah, that's true. right, right. And then, can transgender parents who have had breast surgery breastfeed or chest feed their infants? And their answer is yes. Some transgender parents who have had breast slash top surgery may wish to breastfeed. How? Or chest feed, a term used by some transgender and non-binary. How? Okay, like I'm what reading a, this. What's a man feeding the baby from their chest? Okay, but. When you read this, you can't really tell. Do they mean female to male, where they have removed their breast, or do they mean male to female, where they grew breasts? Well, because if it's the first one, maybe that would make sense, unless they removed all the glands. But the second one, if 
if you were a woman who decided to be a man, but you hadn't had any type of surgeries, then it's weird that you would need this article to tell you that you can still breastfeed. <laughs> like, of course yeah. you can. I don't know why you would think you couldn't. Thank God the CDC is here to tell me that it's okay. But in any other scenario, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd like to think this isn't that uh, unpopular of an opinion, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. If you are a man and you are trying to breastfeed a baby, I think that that is sexual abuse. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I've argued with people about this online. I mean, I know it's just online. At least I didn't argue with them in person, but... Um, well, I was going to have it in person. Because it's going to be super awkward. Uh, and, well, anyway. Um, and people were saying, like, oh, yeah, well, back in, uh, like, you know, oh, yeah. back in, in history... Like historically, men would breastfeed when the woman Where, can't. And I'm like, historically, when? When exactly are they talking about? You can't just say historically. I mean, like yesterday. Well, someone looked it up, and apparently there was one documented case in all of history. One. Wow. Yeah. Wow. One. Did you hear that, Alan? One. Yeah. So, so what that means is, depending on how old of history that is, I, I mean, for one, how do we know that that documentation is legitimate? And two, how do we know that that wasn't, you know, like a transvestite or, you know, right. some something like if we weren't there to verify it, we don't know. But, but in, but in any event, like it's, it's, it's so important that we don't use their words, like, like the chest feeding thing. Yeah. If, yeah. if I, if if I'm around people who say those those slogans because they're tr they're trying to use a inclusive word, I just that's that's immediate block or mute mm. or whatever. Those are the people I I have no time for. It's it's but I I do I consider this abuse, um, and you know I think of like old Mayor Pete, our our favorite our favorite mayor Pete Buttigieg. You know him and his husband. Uh, bought a couple of slaves and you know are they are they doing this are they just feeding them from a bottle like normal human beings or are they doing this because if they are they are quite literally abusive and they should have their slaves taken from them hmm. see like the thing about breastfeeding in general first of all i don't understand why anyone would want like if if you're a guy why would you want to breastfeed because women or at least some women, about probably about half of them, don't even want to breastfeed because that's why formula is so popular. And mm -hmm. then second of all, um, if you're on hormones, cross-sex hormones, don't you think like that would get into whatever's coming out? If you're a guy, it's some weird concoction of something. I don't know. And the other thing that's weird is that for um, male to female transgender people um they are prescribing a medication that's actually illegal hmm. for other people to take to induce hmm. lactation so it's like if it helps them lactate then how come they don't give it to like mothers with low milk supply well it's it i mean that verges upon the same sort of conversation as i mean they'll prescribe things like hgh and testosterone to little little girls who are confused and their parents decide we're going to cash in on this and they want to be a boy but if you are like a middle-aged man you can't get those things like you can't just walk into a pharmacy and be like I, I want these you can't just go to a doctor and you be otherwise healthy and say hey doctor hit me up I'm, i want some gains in the <laughs> gym they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna prescribe that for you but they're they are prescribing it to like 12 year old girls that's uh yeah that's a little yikes. So they have bullet points here in case um, any of these people need help, I guess. So it's like maximizing milk production, maximizing because that's what I'm talking they, about. That's they can't, the... they can't produce milk because it's not natural and it's not possible. Yeah. That's the drug I'm talking about though. That's illegal yeah. for, for mothers to use to, increase their supply well it's illegal in the u.s i guess it's not illegal everywhere but um but apparently it's okay for if you're on hormones i guess um 
So then supplementing with pasteurized donor human milk or formula. I mean, they do that with regular Okay, that makes families. sense. Yeah, they do That's that with regular. Uh, medication to induce lactation or avoiding medications that inhibit lactation. No, that's the other thing I was talking about, yeah. Suppressing lactation for those choosing not to breastfeed or that other one. Uh, finding appropriate lactation management support, peer support, and or emotional support. I mean, it's like the Family Guy episode where Peter's trying to breastfeed stewie and yes. stewie's like you know there's nothing yes. coming out of your nipple <laughs> yeah exactly well i mean because it's it's literally sick i mean yeah so i mean because nico pull, brought up the point that you know i mean there's a lot of women that don't want to do this and they and everyone has their different opinions and about that and stuff so yeah. why would there be these men who want to do it and it, when you were saying that the the, the thing that popped into my head was in places like Florida and stuff where they had banned drag shows for people under 18, they didn't ban them from happening at all. They just banned them for minors. Mm -hmm. And then you had a bunch of these shows cancel. Like they, they chose to cancel and their reasoning was, well, what's the point of doing it if they can't come? And you're like, Oh, you don't say. Yeah. So it's, there's just no point to your act. If you don't have children present, huh? You, you want to, you want to do what you do in front of children that badly they're it's like they you know if you just just give them you know it's like give them the rope give them an inch you know they'll 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 tell you who they are the men who want to do these things want to have relationships and experiences that are not appropriate that's me saying it as politically correct as i possibly can on your show <laughs> they're trying to have relationships and experiences that are inappropriate and they do that too because kids are the most impressionable so they go, oh yeah, this is this is normal because we're going to these shows all the time. Okay. Or they and, think they won't judge them. Right. And then they get confused and, and they kind of they're thinking, well, is this a man? Is it a woman? I don't know. Does it even matter? Does gender even exist? And then they get into all that, you know, I don't know. What is yeah. sex? I don't know. Maybe having sex with a 50-year-old man is okay when I'm a 10-year-old. I don't know. I don't know. The weird thing is I never thought about any of that when I was little but now yeah because you never went to this stuff no, but so now kids like a lot of kids do think about this stuff yeah so which yeah, is like children shouldn't even be thinking about that kind of stuff but like you were saying that when they cancel these shows and they did it because well what's the point if there's no children going to be around well you're basically telling everybody that yeah we only want to do this because of kids we don't want 25 year old men Ugh. no we want that 13 year old over there or that seven year old mm -hmm. That's who we want to impress. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I think that we, I, I don't remember if we really touched on it or if we didn't touch on it well enough, but Shane, when you were with me last, we talked about some of that stuff, like the parades and some of the really creepy stuff that was going on this past month um, where, I mean, you just had full nude men walking around and you see children walking down the sidewalk. You're like, why are they not being arrested for indecent exposure? Like what's, what's, is that not a law? You're a statist. You're a statist yeah. for wanting to be arrested. How dare you? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's either they arrest them or we take it matters into our own hands, whatever you want to do. But, uh, but the moral of the story being is, is that I think the one thing that we failed to touch on enough is should they be arrested for indecent exposure? Yes. Should they be allowed to do what they're doing? No. But the worst part about it is those kids' parents are walking them down that street with that stuff going on. Why are parents allowing their kids to be exposed to these types of things? Every time you see a video online of, oh, here's some drag show where they're, you know, they're they're pumping their pelvis in front of this little boy or this little girl. And it's like, oh, my God, all right wingers get outraged. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I sure I am outraged. But I'm like, does, does this kid not have a mom or dad? Why isn't the mom or dad shielding their eyes and taking them away and punching that thing's lights out? Why is this never happening in any of these videos? Yeah, I mean, I, the only parents who I know who take their kids to like pride parades and, and like stuff like that are either lesbian couples or like super progressive moms. Like, I don't know if you've seen some of the videos where the parents are like actually cheering them on. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just really disturbing. I don't understand what what is so like what is so cool about that i don't really understand it's it's social clout for them 
it's yeah. social clout for them. I mean, it's 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 the same kind of helicopter parenting as like, oh, my my kids like I don't play baseball, but my kids into baseball. So I'm going to live vicariously through my kid every in and, and I'm going to be that parent in the stands who yells at the ump and makes everything uncomfortable because what it really is, is it's not even about my kid. It's about me. It's the same thing for them, just in a sick, perverted, twisted, different sense, as opposed to the sports analogy. They they know that in their social circles, they will get clout if they can say, oh, yeah, well, my my child is interested in this or, oh, my my child is is is, you know, bisexual or or whatever all the different buzzwords are for all the different types of genders and sexualities that like, Oh yeah, my kids are, and, and we talk about these things and, and we're very, we're very supportive of these movements in my household. That's clout for them. Like imagine, imagine the reverse, imagine being that type of environment and those types of families, but them having a son who, you know, wants to move to Nebraska and grow corn and play football. And it's like they wouldn't be popular. That's not that's not what the in group does. And so that would be a black stain on them socially in their social circle. But but I mean, even 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 that as because I'm not saying this as an excuse, even that as an explanation, they're still sick because they're they're their children are just are just pawns and they're they're living through them. That's it's it's easy for a full grown adult where let's be honest, none of this existed when they were growing up. And it, this is this, these are more modern phenomenon. And so their child, their children are the ones being irreparably harmed mentally or perhaps physically, um, whereas they weren't when they were growing up. And that's I don't know. I like I, I just can't fathom it. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I grew up in like not a right wing household necessarily, but a typical Southern conservative type cultural conservative type household. And I, it, it, there's not in a million years would my mom or dad have ever paraded me anywhere or exposed me to anything at, at the behest of, you know, the, the friend group that they were trying to hang out with that just, there's no chance that ever would have happened. If, if anyone had even suggested it, my dad would go to jail because he would have shot somebody. That's <laughs> This is what would have happened. Yeah, and I mean, I I just don't, uh, I don't, I don't get it, and I I feel like uh, it, it's just it, I I feel kind of I just don't get to that they feel like they're they're being oppressed when they're doing this openly. They can, I mean, the CDC is, it has a section for them. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you're, you're pretty, but you're well, pretty much doing whatever you want now. Well, I think the whole oppression thing has just become like a popularity thing now, especially online. So, yeah. over the last yeah. couple of years. Th yeah, that's the whole oppression hierarchy. Like, if, 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 it, it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same high for them culturally or socially if if they were to admit, oh yeah, we can just do whatever we want and it's socially acceptable in our city or state or or social circles or whatever. They they have to always be oppressed, but that's also a weapon that they use to attack people that aren't like them. Like it's mm. not enough for a alt. Again, I'm trying to think of politically correct ways to say things because I'm on I'm on my friend's show and not mine. Um, <laughs> a a alternative lifestyle choice couple in San Francisco can't be happy that they're able to say and do whatever they want in San Francisco. They mm -hmm. have to make people in Tennessee accept it too. That's yeah. and that's because that's where that's really where the divide is. I think nationally for us is that we already have San Francisco, and I'm not even going to get into a whole expose about what an absolute shithole all these other cities and states are. But even if they were utopias, I don't even care more power to them. I'm glad that they're happy and successful, but San Francisco's not happy with being San Francisco. They have to make Columbia, Tennessee like San Francisco. And the fact that they can't make us like that makes them hate us and want to take political power to force us to do it. They'll never meet us. They'll never live here. Like even if we, even if we adopted whatever, you know, demagoguery they believed in, they would still hate us and call us flyover country or rednecks or, or whatever. We would still be backwater hicks to them. 
um, which is just all the more reason for people to resist, resist, right? Don't ever apologize. Don't ever go along with anything. Don't ever use their words. Don't ever give them an itch because they're never going to accept you anyway. You're, you're never going to be a part of the in group. Um, but the fact that, but like, I don't wake up in the morning thinking, God, we've got to figure out a way to take over the country so I can make California like Tennessee. I've that, uh, that thought has never crossed my mind a single time in my life, but I know that they think that way. Hmm. Yeah. It's always, it's always, uh, California. So don't California my, and then insert mm. state here or Illinois, always, New York, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyone can look at like the demographic maps and see, you know, you're not seeing millions of people leaving Tennessee and moving to Illinois. That, yeah, what a, that, that, what a strange phenomenon that is, huh? You're not seeing that, but you are yeah. seeing it the other way. Nobody, nobody wants to get colder. Right. Right. Unless, I guess unless you're in a hot weather, you just want to get, you You like that, you want it colder weather, like you move up north to like, yeah, I was know, say, Tennessee or Kentucky. Moved out of Texas. So I know, I know. We're, we're the weird ones. Yeah, See, I guess that's, that's true. That's the thing that I always say to all these free state people, all those free staters that follow you on Twitter that are always like, ready to move to New Hampshire? Move to New Hampshire yet? Every single time anything happens in the world, you ready to move to New Hampshire? I'm like, no, it's cold. Yeah, I don't retarded. Cold. I'm not moving to New Hampshire. <laughs> Make another free state somewhere else, right? Also, yeah. New Hampshire is expensive. Yes. Yeah, you definitely can. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Northeast. It's it's too close to Boston and all that garbage. I'm not going up there. And I hear I hear too many weird things about pork fest now. So now I'm well, not going. Speaking of that, there was people that said, "Well, I never, I didn't see any of that stuff." So I don't know. Well, you can't say it. you can't just talk about it without telling people what you're talking about. Now, well, have, now but, we have to talk about it. I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> but so I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, Alan. Where you know people uh, saw uh, like I guess just naked people walking around or having yeah. sex and tents or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. And there was a time, like I said, I went through a libertarian phase where, oh, yeah, Pork Fest sounds like a good time. That sounds pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And then uh, once you have a kid, it completely, uh, you know. Well, apparently people, well, I mean, they have kids' activities there. But I don't know if, I'd like what other people said, like, like, why would you want to bring your kid there if there's, like. Nudists? There's even a chance of you seeing that. It, it's almost, it, it's like they're they're trying to prove that, well, any anybody can live However, I can live my life and someone next door to me can live how they want to live, even though it's completely different. We can do it. This is okay. So you're basically telling me that diversity is our strength. You're telling me that diversity yeah. is our strength in the neighborhood. That's what you're telling me. Like all yep. diversity is what we need in this country. No, we don't need that. Yes. This is you you are touching on, I think, the biggest split sort of in liberty community online circles right now is that you have because I don't even like the word. Let's just Let's just destroy it. We've we've forever burnt the word libertarian. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So liberty. So liberty-minded people. There are liberty-minded people that think what you just said. That like, oh, this is like this is this is sort of an analogy for how we could all different races and colors and creeds and religions and cultures can all live here. And as long as we believe in these libertarian principles, then we'll all live happily ever after. So first of all, no, we won't. And second of all, so that there's that there's that part of the liberty sphere. And there's the other part of the liberty sphere that says, okay, that except I believe in the right of association, which includes disassociation. So I want all the things you said with one bonus one, which is I want to force out all the people I don't like. Mm -hmm. And in to, and to put the nail in that coffin, I will never go to, I'll never go to pork fest. Cause I, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a bunch of people and things and activities there. I don't like. Sorry. Yeah, that's basically why we won't go. Either. Yeah, it's a shame because a lot of the pork fest, a lot of the a lot of people we do like, they they do go there, maybe mm -hmm. because they're paid to speak there. You know, and I totally get that you're paid to speak there. Totally understand that. But as a spectator myself, I, maybe I'll wait for Freedom Fest. You know, it's a little more professional area. I, I don't know 100 percent about Freedom Fest, but it's I'm probably gonna guess there's not like some sex tents inside a convention center. Yeah. Right, like, I would probably just wait. <laughs> no, that, now I said that something, but oh, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. Next time they'll have nudist speaking. Oh god. Well, yeah. so like you know, we like we just had our fifth annual live event that we did back in June, and I so we 
I that's part of our advertising. So people people with kids will ask, "Hey, is this something that I can bring my kids to, or is this yes. like an adult thing?" And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. This is not this is not an adult thing because I don't want people to think that it's like that, where there's going to be really it's I, it's not a Magic the Gathering convention with drugs. It's not that. This is I I take great pride in saying that our events like people aren't even talking about politics." We're just hanging out. We're just having a good time. It's like, oh, it's it's my friends that I that I, I I feel like I know you, but we don't hang out in person because I don't have a teleporter. I would, you know, there's lots of, you know, if I was exorbitantly wealthy and had a private jet, I'd visit everyone more, but I don't. And so yeah. this is our basically our family reunion, and the whole weekend everybody was just eating ridiculously unhealthy food and hanging out and just laughing and having a good time and we weren't having debates and we weren't hosting speakers to talk about the the latest anything no debates how boring and and we never will those things will never happen it doesn't matter if we had ten thousand people showing up next year we're not going to have all that crap it's literally just a family reunion but but at the same time i'm even frightened when we sell more tickets because i think to myself i want it to stay this way like I don't want to necessarily come out and say, "Oh no, you you can't come," because I am trying to grow and I'm trying to have a bigger community. But at the same time, I don't want it to change. I want it to stay this way, where huge chunks of the people who showed up all know each other by name. Hmm. It's you know, it's like cue the cheers theme. Everyone yeah. go, everybody knows your name, and so people like already recognize each other from Facebook, and they're just getting to sit down at a table and eat biscuits and talk and hang out. I'm like, oh yeah, um, you're a real person. Yeah, yeah, you're a real person. Yeah, yeah. Except, except for less touching. There's none. Of, if anyone comes up to me and starts patting me like that, that's it. You're, you're out. Uh, <laughs> you I disassociate from people who just randomly touch me on the shoulder. Remember yeah. that if you ever meet him in person. Yeah, I remember that. If I ever yeah. meet in person, I'll, I'll make sure not. I'll be like, am I allowed to give you a handshake? I don't know what. what no, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm just joking. There was tons of hugs <laughs> and and everyone. I mean, because it does. It really feels like a family reunion. But but yeah. we, but it wouldn't. I I would not feel that way if I went to something like a port fest. I wouldn't be around all these unshowered, hot, sweaty people because they it's mm. like an outdoor festival thing, right? Like, like no, no, no. We're going to – first of all, we're going to enjoy air conditioning. We're going to expect you to have bathed appropriately. Um, and, and even that, like we had some people show up to the event that if you were going by their online persona, it's pretty extreme, pretty edgy. And you know what? They weren't like that in person. Everyone's warm and inviting because they're not autistic. They understand that you don't constantly drop – f-bombs and the hard r when you're around appropriate company and people did bring their kids and the kids were playing together and stuff and it's like this is only made possible if we're allowed to make people feel unwelcome if that makes sense yeah mm -hmm. like you have to be you have to feel i guess comfortable enough to be like okay i am able to say things what else? Mm -hmm. I can say some things that maybe I wasn't able to say in some other circles or mm -hmm. whatever. But since these people are my people, so to speak, I can speak my mind more and um, have interesting conversations that maybe I wouldn't have been able to have with like a family member or something like that. You know? Yeah. It's, it's just so important, whether it's an online community or a show or a podcast or, or even something like what we're talking about that – if you if you don't make the people that ruin that experience feel unwelcome, then they will rightfully believe that they are welcome. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's I, I I really need to write that down because it might be the best thing I've said in like a couple of months. Is the only way you're able to have something like that where everyone feels welcome is the ability to make people feel unwelcome. Hmm. But so again, half of the liberty sphere, <laughs> yeah. half of the liberty sphere believes the exact opposite of what I just did. They would hate my guts for saying that. They would call me a bigot and whatever. And I'd be like, oh, I'm glad you think that of me. So never come near me. Thank you. Yes. Right. I am a racist. Don't ever come near me. Thank you. Like yep. I'll say whatever I have to say for you to never come to my event. Th them, not you. Like you guys can come, but oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, we we have to rate we I mean we had black people show up so we got to raise the Asian quota. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, it wasn't only, it wasn't all white people. Wow. If we came we'd only count as we only count as one Asian. That's true. 
or 1.5 if we bring well, our baby yeah 1.5 that's right yeah yeah but if but if you if you count as if together you count as one white and one asian that's still a, a huge you know percentile shift in the total point? asian demographic i mean what's the asian population in the united states is like one percent less than one percent yeah it's just, it's it's, it's a lower than the the transsexual population apparently yeah so i mean if we have I a mean, i don't know, I don't know. yeah <laughs> And so, I mean, if we have two Asian people in an audience of like a couple of hundred, we are statistically on point. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I guess we can uh, wrap it up there, right? <laughs> That's such a weird spot, but okay. Well, I did want to, because uh, so for those who are just listening, uh, we were live streaming this episode and uh, we had a couple of comments come in. And just real quick, I wanted to read, read one that was uh, quite interesting from uh, from Cloudstar over on YouTube. And they said, I took human sexuality in college 20 years ago. And looking back, I can say without a doubt that they introduce you to degenerate ideas. Mm -hmm. And then they follow it up with, like, there was just transvestites at that time. And they had one and they had one come speak to us that that it's okay. Yeah. Trigun's so, a great show, by the way. Yeah. That's a good show. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, ab absolutely. I mean, it's I that's something that I've done a little bit more recently is I as I think back to some of the you know, talking about like going to college and stuff. I think I think back to some instructors I had, some classes I took and and some of the ideas that were propagated and I think how much of this was them trying to just expose us to the world versus how much of this was specifically designed to move us in a direction. Hmm. And I, and, and I, I mean, I think I actually think a lot about it because even though, you know, herp derp, we all hate public schools, yada, yada, yada. But I mean, we all had our teachers that were our favorites and the ones that were our least favorite. Mm -hmm. And one of my most recent big awakenings was just remembering a history teacher that I had in high school who I, great great human being um good good teacher in terms of having students you know excel in the classroom but he also shared his he also taught certain chapters not in terms of this is what happened and not in terms of this is what how i feel about it but in terms of this is objectively the correct take and i and i see that now and i didn't realize it then I realize now, wait a minute, you know, he was like, I, I'll never free. I, I remember now him talking about what a great person Woodrow Wilson was and how he was one of the greatest presidents of all time. And that he was, even if things didn't work out, he was, he was our man. He was a man of the people. And I'm like, well, today I think pretty much totally the opposite of that. And it's not, and it's not that he was teaching us who Woodrow Wilson was. He was trying to teach us that, he was good and therefore all the things he wanted were good. And I'm like, well, wait, a so he was doing it, even though I liked him as a person. And I thought that he was a good teacher in terms of instruction. He was doing it. He was fucking doing it. Well, uh, would you like to plug where can people follow your social media and where they can find your show? Good, good uh, segue. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, at this point, people are so they got to get caught up on the lore, otherwise they don't get anything. Um, <laughs> but it's so it's Twitter, Facebook, wherever it's at Alan Mosley TV. It's it's too late with Alan Mosley. New episodes every Wednesday night at nine o'clock Eastern time. You even you can even go look up one to see Shane on there. Um, we don't say we don't say the N word on my show, unlike some people. Yeah, and I let slip sometimes. I apologize for that. Yeah. But of course, you know, fair warning to everyone who expects it to be like hard hitting journalism or something. It's a late night show. It's yeah. it's a late night show. I if you if you want serious commentary, go I don't know, go scroll Twitter for a while. We're <laughs> we're I'm I'm so done with all that. We we're just here to have fun. So it's too late with Alan Mosley. Uh, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, yada 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 yada. Yeah, and then for uh, for me, you can follow me at the Hopitarian, and uh, you can follow you at the Petite Nicoco. 
right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm making my husband talk for me, so I don't have to talk. So uh, does that make me um, the real trad wife now? Yes, mm-hmm. you do. You are. Yeah, but if you're that, – that's if he does. But if you're having to make him do it, then what does that make him? Does that make him a sigma? <laughs> sigma <Wow>. man. <laughs> It's better than being an alpha male, right? Because I mean, I guess I mean those alpha males out there on Twitter I mean, or whatever. It's, it's nice to have that leadership or that that quality, but going overboard, I think I think we need to lay low hey, sometimes the last on time, the alpha male. Stuff the last time I read an alpha male Twitter thread, some guy said that if you ride a horse, that's cheating. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're gonna end this now. <laughs> Thanks, Alan, for coming on, and uh, we'll Appreciate see you. It on the next one bye the 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 truck's backing up because they're hearing us i think it's time to end this episode and smash that like button yeah smash that like button break your computer and don't forget to subscribe hit that subscribe button bye bye